This episode of the Badass Ladies Club is sponsored by Badass Retreats. It's time to make your healing a priority. Find out more at www.blcbadassretreats.com. Welcome, friends, to this week's episode of the Badass Ladies Club. My name's Laurie Wallace, and I'm here with my co-host, Jessica Weckerlin. What up? And we are so excited about this week's episode. But before we get into talking a little bit about shifting, um, I just want to take a minute and thank you so much for being here and being present. Um, Everyone that listens to our podcast and shares it, or occasionally you guys will, like, drop me something in the inbox saying how it impacted you or... Um, the things that it brought up for you. It just means so much that you guys are listening and engaging with us. And so we would ask that you get on and like, rate, review, share these episodes. It just means so much to have the engagement from this awesome, badass community. Uh, dude, we really love y'all. Faux show. And on that note, mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about um, shifting, which is what we're here to talk about today and what it means for us to shift because let's be real okay no one is all airy fairy high vibe light frequency all the time yeah I think that's a huge misconception especially with energy workers that people expect you know um people who are in the light worker energy worker field to that like well if we have all that knowledge then we, we never just, have a bad moment. Right. That we should just know how to, you know, and although we may have that education and that practice, we are also very human mm. and it doesn't always work out that way. Well, because we're supposed to have human moments, right? right? Um, that life is challenging or frustrating or Sometimes your blood sugar drops or you have, you know, like there's so many physical reasons why you have a moment. And sometimes it's that conditioning of your whole life that I hear things sometimes come out of my mouth. And oftentimes it may not be until someone reflects it back to me that I'm like, oh, damn, I need to check my vibration. You know, like that's not Mm -hmm. aligned. Mm -hmm. And that when we have those moments I know in years past, that would have been a big opportunity for me to like further beat up on myself and be like, well, you obviously don't have it all figured out. And what are you doing trying to lead people when your attitude's such shit? And that it's instead of having those moments and being really curious about them and being like, huh, interesting that that's where I went. I wonder what it is that's going on. And using that as a chance to like dig into what's going on with you and make a conscious decision to shift into a different Mm -hmm. feeling, frequency, vibration. Um, So, yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today, which is so helpful when what you're trying to do is like redirect your life in a way that is, yeah, like more aligned and happier and more abundant for you. Mm -hmm. So let's see, when I need to shift... my first indicator is that I do not feel good. Yeah. Either physically I don't feel good, like something in my body is hurting or is um, talking to me. 
And I know that it's not usual that that feels that way, you know? So it's like an out of the ordinary physical indicator. Like what's manifesting there. Right. Or why do you hurt? Like I, what are you trying to tell me right now? Like actually talking to the pain a lot of times is, um, you get little cues and answers and the things that come back at you are really, really crazy. Cause typically if it's something like you need rest or I'm thirsty or I'm, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's, you'll get answers back that seem really, um, random or like it can't be that simple. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. But when I follow the guidance, like things get better, you know? And so it could be that simple. Sometimes like when it is that simple has weird as it is, sometimes we don't have time for the simplicity. 100%. You know, yeah. when your body is like, I need to rest. You're like, that's cute. Cause I'm busy today. Dude, that <laughs> happened know? just a couple of days ago where I had like all the things to do. And it was this weird pain in my ankle, which was strange. Cause my husband had just hurt his ankle mm-hmm. a couple of days ago. And I was like, that's weird. My ankle's fine. You know, like what is going on with you? What's up? And I got the, I need some rest. And I immediately came back with, that's adorable. I have no time for rest, you know? (laughs) And then I carried on with my to-do list and like it got worse and worse until finally I was like, okay, fine. So I went out on the porch and I sat in the recliner and I set my timer for 10 minutes and I sat there for 10 minutes and I rested. Ankle's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, like, and that, that... I even had resistance to the message and finally, you know, like because I was out of other options, um, listened to the guidance and it miraculously healed the pain, you know? Um, so yeah, physical cues are one thing, but also it's, um, for me, it's always recognizing that I'm frustrated or aggravated at something that is not going the way that I think that it should go. It's probably my number one indicator of like your vibe is off when I feel the aggravation or the frustration because the world is not responding to me in the way that I need for it to. Mm -hmm. And that is um, really hard to not go down the rabbit hole. I'm trying to think of like an example. Because when you when my aggravation gets to that point, like my default is to kick it into higher gear. Like, obviously, I'm just not controlling this situation enough. Right. So I'm going to put my, so I need to like dig in more, you know, and be more (laughs) aggravated and more in control. And that'll obviously fix it. And it doesn't, you know, like, so in this opportunity to shift, I think the inclination, I know my inclination early on was like, I need to go from zero to a million. Yeah. I need to go from being aggravated and pissed to being super happy and light. And that is not really an option for me usually when I'm in that space. And so then it just becomes a, okay, so what's going to feel a little bit better than where I am right now? Right. You don't have to go from zero to a million. You can go from zero to 10 Yeah, and that's okay. (laughs) And that's a lot more sustainable. Yeah. And easier to access from the place that um, I'm in. And sometimes that just means like letting it go and not doing it anymore. You know, and just being like, whatever this is that I'm trying to control, I'm just going to have to believe that it's going to fix itself, help itself, or that I'm going to get some kind of inspiration later on how to handle this in a way that's better than, you know, the way I'm handling it right now and go do something else for a little bit, you know, and that, that 
is the opposite of the hyper control, you know, Mm -hmm. when I don't feel like things are falling into place or alignment. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, if my voice sounds different, I'm coughing so much. I spent all night coughing, but talk about like, you know, your body telling you something. Um, I physically exerted my body so much last week, more so than I usually do. And I swear to God, like Friday night, it was like, I went and did the thing. I came back home and immediately I felt it in my body and I was like, I'm getting sick. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh no, it's happening. And I, I honestly, I swear to God, it's like, I have this, um, and I don't want to use this lightly, but like this PTSD sort of symptomatic thing, because when I had COVID back in January, that is the most sick I have ever been. That is the most miserable I have ever been in my life. And so when my body started to feel that, and I got the body aches, I was like, no, 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 no. Like we cannot do this. We aren't doing this. And so, um, I just made the conscious decision to listen to my body and relax. And, um, I mean, I ended up going to urgent care. I got a B12 shot. I got a steroid shot. Like it boosted my body. My, um, cough on the other hand has not let up, but, um, yeah, it's just all about just, um, asking your body what it needs and listening and, you know, I had a really big weekend, um, lake time with family and I was watching my cousin's kid. And so, you know, it was like double the trouble and, you know, all that stuff. Thank God there were other adults around to help. Otherwise I would have been in like really deep shit with that. But, um, you know, and it's okay to ask for help in, those certain situations when you do need to shift and you need to take care of yourself. Um, I totally deferred to my mom, you know, to help with the kids. Cause I was like, my body will not do this right now, you know? Yeah. And so the I other rested. thing that I think is interesting about shifting is that usually when we have like those big physical responses like that, to your point, you knew that was coming mm-hmm. because you didn't just have a big weekend this weekend. You had a big weekend last weekend yeah. too. Well, yeah, you know? I know. It's been like this continuous. It's right. Yeah. And then in between are banging out the booked days, yeah. you know, like at the salon. And that there becomes this thing about shifting where, and we're both really good at it, that no matter what the physical cues are, if there's actual tangible work that's like on a deadline that must be done, then we are going to do it. Yeah. For sure. And that that is um, like a blessing sometimes and a curse, you know, Mm -hmm. to know that you have things that you have to show up and perform for. And there's this thing about shifting that I love because we've got a lot of big things coming up. And I have like this weird anxiety sometimes where I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to do it, you know? And then when I get closer to do it, I'm like, I don't want to do it anymore, (laughs) you know? Like, and that it becomes this thing where I have to like psych myself up or I have to like embody this energy of what it, cause I'm also really big about not doing shit I don't want to do anymore. And so then I'm like, okay, so do I really not want to do this? Like, 
Or is this something else? Is there more in there? Can I dig further into this? And the more that I align with like what the anxiety is about, the easier it is for me to shift into a place where I feel better about it. So oftentimes, yeah, it's not that I, it's that I have to look at it in a way that supports me and then I feel better about it. And um, especially about things like being seen, Mm -hmm. right? Like being on video or on camera or doing things that I feel like are really important to other pieces of our business that we're launching, um, that all of that feels really, really good and exciting when I can be like, yeah. And what I want portrayed is like for me to be authentically Laurie. That feels awesome. You know, what feels anxious is feeling like I have to perform or be an avatar or not be authentic, you know? Yeah. And that those are two different, uh, vibes. Mm-hmm. And if I can shift the anxiety around being on camera and being under high def lights and all of those things to the, okay, so now people can really see who I am and that's authentic and that's awesome. That feels better than I have to show up and be this thing, you know, yeah. like that I don't feel aligned. And I never had to do that in the first place. You know, it was just the way that I was perceiving it. So in that case, shifting had everything to do with like my outlook on it and not the action that I was about to take. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it's really fascinating, I think, the ways that we shift our perspective on what we have to do versus what we get to do, you know? Right. And is it aligned? Like, is what I'm doing aligned with my source, with my bigger picture, with what it is that I'm trying to create? And in the avatar sense, no, it was not, you know, but in the authenticity sense, yes, it is, you know, Mm -hmm. and that those things are powerful shifts Um, and they give you energy and they help you transcend physical ailments that are in your way to keeping you from getting, you know, to the Mm -hmm. next step because you're just vibrating energy anyway, you know, and so changing your perspective and outlook on those things serves you in that way so much more. Yeah, you know, um, I was just listening to Brit Siva mm, um, not that long ago. I heard this little blurb that she was talking about. And I mean, if you guys don't know who Brit Siva is, like all the service providers that listen to this podcast probably do. But if you're not in the beauty industry, um, she is a podcaster, but she's way more than that. Um, she's a former hairdresser turned mogul really yeah (laughs) like service-based profession yes you know like like, um she has this thing called thriver society and it's all about like banging out six-figure hairdressers and helping service providers make the most money without selling their souls (laughs) essentially is like the way i would describe her line of work um and she was talking about shifting your um, energy and priority around like other people's needs. And yes, she was talking in like a hairdresser and client sense, but I think that it could go for any sort of relationship and like, you know, the human doormat kind of situation where she was talking about... Um, And I'm so guilty of this. It's like, well, I have the time. So even though I've 
set my booking hours. Well, this person really needs their hair done. So sure, Laurie, I'll do your hair outside of my hours. Oh, and then um, Mandy needs her hair done too. Okay, well then I'll book Mandy outside the hours. Okay, well then I, and then before you know it, like you're completely working over time, over your hours. And all it is to eliminate that is a mental shift of I deserve yeah, to be supported. Mm. I deserve peace. I deserve to have a normal life just like everyone else. And that's like a really like something that pisses me off about the service industry, not just in beauty, but also in food and beverage and spa and retail. It's like, you know, customers need to understand that like these people have lives and families too. Um, and people in the service and retail industry have the right to shift their priorities and say, okay, but I'm needed at home with my family or I need, you know what I mean? Like, that that's also a shift that, you know, and we've talked about that a lot, especially since the pandemic. I think that people have realized that. They do slash they are conditioned to put their own needs aside, you know, right. and um, and then be resentful. People will love me more. Right. But well, I hate my life. Then be resentful because they are overworked and exhausted and underpaid and not valued. Right. Right. But you cannot be valued and paid what you deserve and be in a role that is worthy of you when you don't value your own time and your own energy and your own space. Mm -hmm. And so if it's more important for you to do all of these people's hair than it is for you to hold your own boundary about when it is that you're working and not working for lack <coughs> of, you know, like wanting to please people or feel like if I'm not going to do it on this day, I'm just going to have to do it on another day, you know, yeah. like. And tell people no is really what it comes down to. No, your hair is not more important than my health, well-being, and personal space. Yeah. That's what it comes down. And it's not. It's just hair, right? Like, and that those, it took you 12 years of not giving yourself that value. Mm -hmm. It's going to take you more than a year and a half to break out of that. Right. You know, like that it's a lot of time of you just doing it, you know, like just do it, just do it. It's also, I think like what you attract to, because the more I put up hard boundaries about like what I'm willing and what I'm not willing to do, clients who want to cross my boundaries don't come looking for me anymore because yeah. they don't get what they want from me. Right. I'm not going to sacrifice myself for what you need me to do. The clients that are attracted to me now are the ones that really love and respect the fact that I have those boundaries. And I'm not a hairdresser, but like in the case of booking hairdressers, because I work with a lot of them, yeah. you know, yeah. that what it ultimately means is that your ability to say no and disappoint people only gives people more respect for what it is that you do. And they honor and they hold that service at a higher caliber. So they are taking the day off work when they can't get in on a Saturday or an evening appointment because it's that important for them to get their hair done. You're right. not the one that should have to be inconvenienced. You're doing the service. Mm -hmm. They want the service. They should make the time, not you. 
That's exactly what Brit Siva said. That's she was she's like, smart. I know. No, I mean, and in that whole spiel, she was like, you know, so I mean, I'm still working Saturdays, for example, but for hairdressers who don't want to work Saturdays anymore and people are like, oh, but that's the only time I can get in. It's like, well, I have clients who take PTO or they come in on their lunch break or they, you know what I mean? Like, it's not your problem. Yeah. It's really not, you know, and that's, but that's also a cultural thing where for centuries, I would even venture to mm -hmm. say in a service-based pr profession, you sacrifice your own needs for the needs of the client. And what we're doing, what Brett Siva's doing and what you're doing and what Badass Ladies Club is doing is so much about helping people hold their value and if the service is not important enough to the client to make the time to receive the service when it's available, they can go see somebody that works on Saturdays. Yeah. And that's cool. Like there's enough work for all of us. There's the right hairdresser for every client. Like, and it all starts in this form of like scarcity. Like there's not going to be enough. And if I don't totally reroute my whole life to accommodate this one person, my business is going under, right, you know, like right. that's a scarcity mindset. And the shift to that becomes... I value myself more than I value your upset if I don't accommodate exactly what it is with, that you need, you know? Mm -hmm. And that means that you're not going to be some people's hairdresser. And that's totally cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the shift with that starts small. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of people in hair, it starts with things like, no, I can't do a full balayage on you when you were booked for a color retouch. Right. You know, like it may not be, no, I can't take the appointment. It's like, no, I'm not going to cram a three hour service into your 30 minute service offer, you right. know, like, and then that's, you know, no, I'm not going to book a haircut here because I'm actually going to eat lunch. Right. Because I'm not a robot. Because I'm a human. Right. <laughs> and I must eat or I'm going to collapse on the floor. Right. In the of your foil. Yeah. Um, that those sometimes are like those smaller boundaries mm -hmm. versus the no, I can't do that, that help you shift into more strong, strengthening, right, you right. know, those boundaries. Um, I'll tell you where I think it's hardest, though, in hair, but also in my business and lots of businesses is when you're working on family and friends. Yeah, because those people know that under a lot of contexts, they're not paying. Or if they're paying, they're paying a less discounted price. Than, yeah. yeah, like what a regular client is anyway. But that you are expected to work outside of hours, mm -hmm. accommodate these things that maybe you wouldn't accommodate with a regular client because of the friends and family situation. And so then it gets you into a point where you're paying less, but you're actually working more into your inconvenience or past your boundaries. And that that's a really crunchy space to be in with people that you love a lot of times no matter what happens, you know, like we're going to be connected like that. Yeah. I find it's harder to hold boundaries with those people than it is with regular clients. Um, mm -hmm. And that that also becomes this conversation of value of your time and your well-being versus like value of what other people need for you to be. Cause that's a two way street, right? Like if your family and your friends unconditionally and you love each other, no matter what, they're going to love you, whether you do their hair on Friday night or not. Yeah. You know, and that, that is, um, but that because we're all so close or because we do love each other, 
they don't even realize that they're crossing your boundaries, you know, like, and they don't know that you're literally holding on by a thread, you know, because you've mm-hmm. been going and blowing this whole time and that it's that haircut that's going to knock you over the edge of feeling completely drained, you know, and that these tiny shifts and like the way that we look at work make a big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked a lot about work. Let's talk about like personal relationships or friendships or shifting. I've had lots of friendships where I got to like shift the vibe a little bit, you know, where like I don't feel good about interactions or I have anxiety about like hanging out with people or the last time that we all did something together, like it felt really weird and Mm -hmm. not right. And that it doesn't mean that I want to drop the relationship But what it does mean is that I want to shift how I feel about this relationship a little bit and dig into um, what needs to change on my part. And a lot of times I find that that's me having more uh, time for myself versus Mm -hmm. feeling like I'm going to miss out on all of the things and having to be present with people. You know, it still boils down to saying no. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and not always or... um, also like leaving when I want to leave and not staying past my window of, okay, I'm done, you know, like, and that, that means that I have to drive or it means that I have to, you know, like find a way out of certain circumstances. Girl, that's why I take my car everywhere. You do. You're always driving. <laughs> um, and I guess if that. I want to leave, I want I to leave. go. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't want to have to rely on someone to take, you know, and that's not, that's not like I don't trust people to do. It's just like, no, like when I'm ready to go, I'm like, it's time to go. It's time to go. Yeah. Yeah. So shifting or like even in, um, like in, in personal relationships, intimate relationships, when you're dating somebody or you're married to somebody, you know, like shifting a awkward or, or like if you have a fight, yeah. right? Like if I'm, if Aubrey and I are arguing about something or we're not agreeing about something and then we need to like go to our corners or whatever, like we do, well then it's time to like shift that vibe into something different. And some people will say that that like means that you have to like apologize or like tie, but I don't tie up loose. Like I just move directly into the next thing that's going to feel better, which usually requires me feeding him or, you know, (laughs) like. I think it's just, just a matter of seeing each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like whenever I struggle in relationships, whether they be personal and intimate or just like friendships or, you know, whatever they are, I think that like my shift happens when I take a step back and I just see that person for who they are. And it's up to you. Like, you know, when people show you who they are, trust them. Right. You know, and, um, you know, and you can make a decision from there as to which direction to go in after that. But yeah. I feel like things get heavy fast. Yeah. You know, like that lightening the mood a little bit is easier. It's also, um, shifting sometimes is so much based on like your environment. Mm-hmm. Things like going outside makes a big difference, you know, or like I'll take the dog for a walk or Aubrey will go ride his bike or something, you know, like getting out of your, or I know like when we were in the salon Mm -hmm. that just like 
going and walking to Starbucks sometimes was like all it took, yeah. you know, to like yeah. help shift the vibe. Because That's why I left for lunch every day, even right. if I didn't have time for lunch. Totally. Because you got to get every out day. of the energy of what it yeah. is that is like you were just working with, whether that was a client that things yeah. didn't go right with or yeah, like team member Co-worker or whatever. Or yeah. laundry or, right. you know, whatever. Something pissed you off. Yeah. I had to fight with the lint trap again. Yeah. <laughs> and now I need a break. Um, so, yeah, like shifting environment or um, helps to shift the attitude. Agreed. What other times do we shift? Mm. Um, you know, moms shift vibes with their kids a lot. Yeah. Like when your kid's having a meltdown about something and you like distract them with something else. That, <laughs> you know, like... Um, or get them excited about something that they really love that, that it's almost easier with little people because you know exactly what will distract them, you know, um, at any given time. And there's tablets and, you know, goldfish and all kinds of things, you know, (laughs) that help to ease that shift. But that as we grow up and become adults, like we kind of have to be our own mothers as it were, you know, Mm -hmm. where we're like, okay, so what do I need right now? Eva was the first person ever that was like, what do you need? Do we need to go to the bakery? Like, (laughs) let's go get chocolate croissants. And I was like, okay, I need a chocolate croissant. Like that, um, that yeah, like there's a carrot for everybody. Or me, it's usually like coffee. I'm like, if I made a cup of coffee, I'd feel better. You know, like Mm -hmm. um, that you have to find your own ways to soothe what's going on with you so you can shift into something that feels better. And if that means that you have to feed it with, sugar then okay you know then, like, yeah, that's, that's what that means what it and means. that's okay um yeah or exercise you know i, I mean, mean and you healthy. were saying that you know like um aubrey gets out on his bike right. or you take the dog for a walk like i think that exercise is also a great hot shift. yoga was really good last oh week God, you know that y'all. felt nice that was part of my physical exertion <laughs> of last week yeah 75 minutes in a room that was what 98 degrees, degrees. Yeah. i'm thinking about going again on Wednesday. with weights I did not take the weights because I know my own boundaries, but <laughs> I was happy to yeah lay there and sweat. Um, yeah, or same. obviously dance party. Yes. Dance, like, party. dance party helps with the shift, you know, I mean, and we've said it a lot on here, but, um, you know, changing your physical state, you know, in general, no yes. matter what that means helps shift your emotional state a lot. Um, so dance parties work really well for me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's certain yoga poses I yes. can get into, or just like, like when I did the 10 minutes on my timer last week and just rested, it was laying down with my right hand on my heart and my left hand on my belly. Mm-hmm. Like that there's just certain positions I can get into um, that automatically bring me back you know well and those are like such great energetic points to connect to you know your heart space and your sacrum like yeah go sit under a tree yep go look at clouds for a little bit um yeah really anything that helps bring you to a place of like peace and yeah like raises that vibration a little bit because gentle shifts like this help us uh appreciate things one of my big ahas here lately has been like this difference between gratitude and appreciation Mm. that they're really different things, you know, like, and that 
sometimes being grateful has this connotation of, oh, you should just be grateful. And it's almost condescending to the fact that I'm having a moment right now and you're just fucking telling me to be grateful. And it makes me resist that even more. But appreciation is like, I can appreciate lots of things, even from this place of being in a bad vibe for a minute. Like if I'm in a bad place, but a puppy walks in, (laughs) I can appreciate that puppy, you know, like even though I, but I'm not grateful for the puppy, you know, like it's just a different thing or I can appreciate blades of grass or the fact that my hair looks okay or that I, you know, don't have to go to work right now when I don't feel like going to work right now. Like all of these things are, it's easier to appreciate than it is to be grateful, I guess is what I'm saying. And then in your appreciation of things, you turn out becoming grateful without even knowing it, you know? Yeah. I think that gratitude has a much heavier, deeper, um, attachment to it because I can even appreciate things that I don't understand or Mm -hmm. agree with. Yeah. You know, there are lots of, I don't know, lifestyles, music, art, things that I'm like, yeah, not my thing, but I can appreciate right. like how that is a jam for someone else and yeah. how that, you know, speaks to someone else. I can appreciate that. I'm not grateful for it, yeah. but you know, but gratitude I feel is like this sacred, like secret of life. Like it's really mm-hmm. deep for me. Um, and that, you know, without gratitude, it's, uh, that life is, um, for me, it's hard to focus on good things if I'm not like deeply grateful. Grateful for them. Um, Abraham Hicks talks about this, uh, like a journal of positive aspects is what they call it, I think where when you're like super negative about something and you're having a hard time about it, that you begin to write down all of the positive aspects about that thing. Because there's nothing that's like all bad. Mm -hmm. That's just all you're seeing, right? And that if you can start to appreciate the things about what it is that you're so bent out of shape about, that it draws more of the things that you're happy about to you, you know, as opposed to like, focusing on all the things that you're upset about, you're just going to get more, you know, like law of attraction style upset around it. And that forcing yourself to find the positive aspect in something as hard as that is, does immediately change and shifts you into a different vibration. Um, And Amanda Francis talks about this a lot too, Mm -hmm. you know, where her stuff is usually like, is it true? So if you're being like, Ugh, nothing ever works out for me. And I'm like always broke. Well, is that really true? Yeah. No, that's not true. You know, like let's think about the things that have worked out for you and the money that you have made and the things that you have been able to do. And then you can call out the lie, you know? You know what? Talk about a shift. Mm. So, you know, we hosted our pets for vets, Mm -hmm. you know, thing. Thing. (laughs) Sorry, y'all, like, getting over this illness. It was a and thing. Like, okay. yeah, it, it was, was a, thing. a thing. It was a thing. Um, <laughs> my alarm came really early this morning. I feel you. So, um, but the event was $99, which we all agreed, those of us throwing it, was like. The deal of a century. Super fair. 
Um, not only because debt, it was charity. And what kind of person do you have to be to not support puppies and veterans? But oh, um, from like a hairdresser perspective that like rarely have I ever seen any education for under $99. And if I, I was really blessed for a long time to have my education paid for. Okay. So I do understand that like actually shelling out money for your education, like maybe has a different vibe to it. But, um, I had like some conversations, um, particularly with one person that was like, Oh yeah, I don't know if I can do that or if any of my hairdresser friends can do that. And, you know, talked about how broke they are and, uh, you know, broke, broke, broke. I mean, it was like an ongoing conversation and it's like, not to shit on what you guys are doing. That's just a lot to ask. And I'm like, okay. Um, and this is a person like that I watch from afar and I am like, get it human, you know, like they are traveling they are getting yoga certifications. Right. They are banging out badass hair that like, I know this person is super talented and like travels all over the place, which guess what you need money for. Sure. So I'm like, stop saying you're broke. You are not broke. Yeah. You have different priorities. I was about to say, it's just not a priority to you. And that's cool. And that's okay. Yeah. Like, no hate, actually kind of jealous. I would love to travel as freely as this person does. You know what I mean? That like, I watch them from afar on social media and I'm like, dang, get it. Oh man, that's mm -hmm. awesome that they're here and they're there and they're, you know, and I'm like, and if you don't value your education for your career at this price point and giving to a charity, then like, and that's not a priority for you, then okay, I'm not going to beg you to come. Right. But stop saying that you're broke. Well, shift in, into something different. In my estimation, though, that's just not the person we made that event for. Right. Because who we created that event for were people who saw the value in what we were doing and that understood that they were going to get multiple thousands of dollars worth of inspiration and technical education on pretty much a one-to-one -one level with Gino Chapman, you know, like... Mm -hmm. Watching somebody like him work up close like that and be able to be, you know, like intimately present with him like that is invaluable education. But I don't want anybody who isn't willing to invest $99 in that to be there. Right. You know, like that it's cool with me. And yeah, like it's just not a priority. And far be it for me to tell you what your priorities should be, because I know a lot of hairdressers that would spend $99 on lots of things before they would ever invest in their own education, you know? Right. And that's not a slight. That's just the level at which you're willing to hold yourself to when it comes to growing and expanding and learning. And they may just not be there yet, you know? Um, and that the people that Pets for Vets were for were the people who did value that, mm -hmm. of which there were many, you know? And, but I am constantly bombarded with people that I hear them say things that it's like painful mm -hmm. to my ears and my sensibilities. Cause I know it's their perspective that's limiting them. Yeah. Cause to your point, she was not broke. 
She got lots of money to do all the things she wants to do, right? It's just not a priority. And you get to determine your own priorities. But yeah, it hurts my feelings to hear you say these things that I can see with my eyes are clearly not true, you know? Right. But that gets to be the path, the lesson that, you know, they're on. And that for my connection to shifting people and helping people shift, because it's a big part of my work now, is that they've got to be willing. Yeah. And they got to be asking for it. You know, like, I'm not here to, you can't force yeah. a shift. You can't be dragging your heels. No. And, yeah. It's kicking pointless and screaming. for no. them and for you. You know, right. like, there is no benefit to leaning people into a shift. Shifts have to come freely. And with your own awareness <laughs> of, oh my God, I'm the only thing that's holding me back. Which is the cornerstone of every shift, is that you're in charge. You're in control. You're the one making choices that are getting you the results that you're getting. So if you don't like it, it's time to learn how to shift. And that all of us do that a little bit differently. But at the same breath, all of us do that a lot the same too. Yeah. And it's in giving yourself like that freedom and permission to change your mind. Because a big part of yeah my own personal shift was me recognizing that I didn't like what it was I was creating. Mm-hmm. And that I was the only one that was responsible for that. And I couldn't point fingers or blame other people I had to do the shifting and the changing, which always means disappointing people. Yeah. Sorry. Like, and are you willing to hold yourself at a higher level? Even if that means disappointing people. So you can shift closer into what it is that you're trying to create. So yeah, it's sticky and weird, um, but totally worth the work. For sure. So that's about all I have to say about shifting. Do you have anything else to add to this whole conversation today? I think I'm good. I think I'm good too. So um, notice when things don't feel right, when they don't feel aligned, when you feel anxious, (coughs) when you feel like you don't want to do something, like how can you gradually shift into a space that feels a little bit better, that will eventually feel a whole lot better. And we're holding space for you guys to do that. Uh, We love you big time. Have a really great week. And let's hang out again next Monday. I'm sorry for my cough. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye.